For our first message, we have a split sermon from Mr. David Hope entitled, Who Can Make Straight Which God Has Made Crooked? Mr. Hope. Thank you, Red. Good afternoon, everyone. If you hear a funny ping, it's probably my button popping off my coat. Since I started feeling better, I'm putting some of those pounds back on. I want to welcome all of our visitors we have here today. I haven't had a chance to meet everybody, but I'm glad to have you with us. We're getting ready for this morning. A lot of you know that I'm not very good at computers at all. And uh, I did my message up. I started a few days ago putting stuff down on the computer, and I had a different title for it at that time. It changed that much over a period of days. And I tried to go in today after I'd, whew, I'm breathless for some reason, I had to open that coat. Anyway, anyway, and, uh, but I tried to change the title on it, and I don't know what happened. It ended up over on the internet, you know, from WordPerfect or Word or something or other over on the internet. And uh, I, I just had a keyword that I wanted it to search my file with, you know, so I could change the name. And uh, I used the word straight, you know, because that's just, you know, a real easy word to get to. And uh, it said, well, do you want to go back a week, a month, a year, or what? And I said, well, a week will be fine. And so it did. And I uh, found that, and then I hit the button to do that. Well, then it went to the Internet. I, I said Internet a while ago, but then it went to the Internet when I hit straight. And what it came up with on that first of all, top of it, you know how these... Uh, programming these uh, how you come up first second third and on the list you know one up here first from a straight talk and I thought well no that's not in how'd I get here anyway next one down below that close ears says free naked porn next one down after that another little scriggly deal said naked porn on such and such program I will give you that I want young people or somebody go out and get it and then, then the next one after that was free naked girls. I thought, man, I can't let my wife catch me with that. You know, that's, that's, that's going to be worse than being kicked out of the full gospel church here a while back, being disfellowshipped. And uh, some of you know that uh, I'm, I'm not a religious hobbyist. Don't get me wrong. Some of you may think I'm a religious hobbyist. Uh, I don't think I am, but I do like to go sometimes to... Uh, or watch on TV, different ministers speak, and radio, and take different tapes, and listen to them. And sometimes even uh, Baptist preachers, you know, I listen Sunday, and I've mentioned it before, first Baptist preacher, I like to listen to some of his messages. And I told some of you that I had started going to a uh, church about 35 miles west of here, just before you get to my father's house, to where uh, he used to go to church, and since he passed away, and Fran had Bible, I mean, uh, choir practice on Wednesday night that still gave me a chance to ride my motorcycle so some of you have already heard some of this and uh, so since last June I would go down quite often on Wednesday night even in, in wintertime you know and develop quite a rapport with these people finally finally got to liking me and I liked them got on first name basis with the ones I could remember and uh, anyway we uh, a lot of give and take Sometimes I would even apologize for bringing up something that may be strange to their, their ears, you know. You don't go into somebody else's house and start, you know, trying to spread something that's heresy to them. 
And in every case, you know, say, oh, no, 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 that's fine, that's fine. One evening after we went out, after it was over with, and I was getting on my motorcycle, and I apologized for the preacher because I told him quite a bit of stuff, you know, that I don't know that they wanted to hear that much. But they heard about the holy days, they heard about uh, the part of Revelation, the second and first resurrection and all that. And, and uh, of course, they knew already that I kept the Sabbath day and uh, already knew from some of our discussion in Bible study that I don't eat unclean meats because they challenged me on that, you know. That I told you probably some of you that he said, in the reading in Romans, said, do you really think God cares about what you put in your mouth? And looking around like that, and everybody said, oh, no, I don't, no God don't care. He looked at me, and he always does, he would look at me directly, you know, every time he'd talk, he'd look at me to see my reaction. And he said, do you think God uh, really cared? And I said, yes, sir, I do. But anyway, I, t I think I told some of that. But I thought we were on a pretty good plane. But I think I kind of got this fellowship last couple of weeks ago. And I, I don't know. I haven't asked my brother yet, you know, what, what the preacher said. But I'll give you a little bit of story. And this is, is basically the reason I'm speaking what I'm speaking about today. Because I'm still pumped up. And uh, anyway, about two weeks ago, Bible study was over with. On a Wednesday evening, about... Uh, you see, they started at 7, they're over with at 8.30, and it's about a, uh, right about quitting time. Already everybody closed their Bibles up and everything. Bible study was over, and all they had to do then was say their prayer. And, and uh, he made a comment, said, well, I'll see, 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 you guys on, uh, see you guys this Sunday, on Lord's Day. He said, uh, he said we, we have uh, uh, communion every, every Sunday, every Lord's Day, like the Lord said. And... Uh, but he didn't look at me this time. He didn't give me eye contact this time. And while he had his face turned away from me, he said, unlike some of those, he said, uh, those idiot Sabbath keepers. And I'm, I'm thinking he said idiot. That's what my mind said. That's what my ear thought, I thought heard. These idiot Sabbath keepers, these people think that you still keep the Jewish Sabbath, that we know our Lord was resurrected on Sunday morning therefore we do that and uh, he shouldn't have said that <laughs> you know it, 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 it really I felt attacked I felt verbally attacked and and I was nice I think you would have been proud of me and we did have um, you know some communication and you know how they have their proof text and how they do this and all that and but when I first started I was very nice I said you know it's really hard for me to understand how people can count three days and three nights. This is something all of you understand. We know that. We just haven't had many chances to proof text it on the highway or whatever. As if three days and three nights from Friday sunset, as somebody, some people claim, to Sunday morning. I said, I don't see how you get that. Then he, <coughs> excuse me, then he proceeded to count and all that, and, and uh, that didn't work out. And, uh, but anyway, make a long story short, that all, all, everything he said, you know, just, just kind of blew up. And I, I felt good, but, you know, if, if we heard his side of the story, it might be totally different. You know, I might have made a fool out of myself, you know, and everything else. So, but anyway, but uh, I, I really wanted to say something here several weeks ago. Do you really believe that when you said uh, uh, the sons of God and the daughters of men and all that and asked a question, was that, who was that? And he said it was angels. And I started to say, do you really believe that? <laughs> I didn't. 
<laughs> anyway, but uh, if you'll come, uh, uh, the scripture, I think we have the scripture up there. Well, we don't either. Scripture that I'm quoting from is uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ecclesiastes 7th chapter, verse 13. By the way, I only have five pages, and it usually takes 20, 20 minutes per page. But it's extra large print, so I can see. But, so it won't be that long. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 3, 3 oh, sorry, 13 says, I may have to get some water in a minute, my mouth get caught in Consider the work of God, for who can make that straight which he has made crooked? And I ask him too. Who can make something unholy that God's made holy? How can we do that? But anyway, um, go to Romans now, over New Testament, Romans 19, verse 21, or ni- verse, Romans 19, I'm sorry, I'm getting, let's slow down a bit. Romans 9, 19 says, You will say then unto me, why does he yet find fault? For who has resisted his will? Verse 20. Nay, but, O man, who are you that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why have you made me this? Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another dishonor? Has God not the right to make one day holy and another day not necessarily so holy? Has God not the right to do that? Do we have the right to change this? I wish I'd had time to have gone through all of these things and he would have listened. Fortunately, everybody was sitting around, you know, nobody left. Everybody was there and they heard both sides of it. And hopefully somebody will, will uh, look at it themselves just to, just to find out. But whether they do or not, that's, that's their business. Daniel, fourth chapter, verse 35. So most of my reading is not going to be like long whole chapters. Daniel 4, 35. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing, and does according to his will, or no, and he does according to his will in the army of heaven. God does whatever he gets good and ready to do anytime he wants to do it and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand. I can, thank you, Ken. Appreciate it. Don't have water because I didn't do my job today. <laughs> I left my notes at home like I have done at times. I went and had enough time this time to go get it. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. May not sound any better to you, but I feel better. And however long it takes that to kick in, I'll really feel good. I might be like John Hagee up here a little bit. Anyway. So for guests, don't judge everybody but me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, None can stay his hand or say unto him, what do you do? Uh, Along that same line, Isaiah 46 and verse 9. 9 through 12. Those of you that want to turn in your Bible, I'll give you a little bit of time to do that. Some of you impatient people, you can go ahead and read. 
Daniel, no, I read that one in Isaiah 46 and verse 9. I probably ought to read the back deal and know where I am. Remember the former things of old. You know, remember the Sabbath? For I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me. Preachers of the world, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Thus saith the Lord. Isaiah, Isaiah 40, verse 15. There are many, many, many scriptures we could go to to do this. Isaiah 40, 15. Behold, all nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as small dust of the balance. Behold, he takes up the isle as a very little thing. And the part there where he says that all nations are a drop in a bucket. Did you ever try to take a bucket with a drop of water in it and try to put out a house fire? Wouldn't that be kind of insignificant? Well, that wouldn't even be anywhere near compared to us and God. We, we, with our little drop in a bucket, cannot change what God, I don't think, has made. Holy. Nobody can undo it. Isaiah 42, oh, no, I'm sorry, Isaiah 14, verse 24 through 27. The Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have proposed, so shall it stand. Preachers of this world, Isaiah, oh, now verse 20, I mean, yeah, 25. That I will break, no, that I will break the Assyrian in my, in my land, and upon my mountains tread him underfoot. Then shall his yoke depart from off him, and his burden depart from off their shoulders. This is the purpose, this is the purpose that is purposed upon the whole earth, and this is the hand that is stretched out upon all nations. Verse 27, for the Lord of hosts has proposed, and who shall disannul? Who shall twist it around and make Sunday the holy day? And this old Jewish Sabbath, obsolete, that the New Testament church never kept it. Who did that? Who can disannul that? And his hand is stretched out, and who shall turn it back? Get to thinking about arm wrestling. You know, a lot of us younger guys, when we were in school, we'd try to show how macho we are by arm wrestling. You know, we can't even do a stronger person than us, much less try to arm wrestle or do something against God. Job 34 verse 29 When he gives quietness who then can make trouble? And when he hides his face who then can behold it? Whether it be done against a nation or against a man only.
while we're in Job, go to uh, chapter 40, verse 7 and 8. Of course, we know the context of a lot of this, but it's the point that I'm trying to make. Gird up your loins like a man, preachers. I will demand of you and declare you unto me, and you declare unto me. Will you also disannul my judgment? Will you condemn me that you make yourself righteous? How can we disannul, or can any preacher, any uh, historian disannul that? How much manna can we produce? How many miracles can we do to show God that Sunday is a Sabbath now? You know, I gave a message here a few years ago, and, and I might still revise it sometime, redo it a little bit for those that have already heard it, but talking about the miracles, how many miracles are involved that God showed during the 40 years in the wilderness just to show them which day was the Sabbath and which day was not the Sabbath, which day was a preparation day and which day not. I'm not going into that now. I don't think I have time. I might, but uh, that, that's not really my purpose. But it depends on how you want to juggle your figures around. You can come up with anywhere from 2,080 miracles to uh, uh, up to 16,000 miracles in a 40-year time period. And most people say, and even, I've even heard some of the first-day preachers say, that if God says something twice, it's really important. But if he does it three times, you know it's really important. So they'll go over here to this scripture and that one. Well, if God has done something for at least a minimum of 2,080 times, I would say it was important. I would. Maybe you wouldn't, but... Uh, and I'm just saying, for instance, if, 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 if manna was the custom of that place all the time, you know, in, in, in the land, in the wilderness, if, if manna was the custom, and on the Sabbath day God just didn't do it, you know, and, and the manna wasn't the miracle, but the miracle was when God didn't produce it. Just like, well, every day in Florida it rains at 2 o'clock. Then on Saturday it don't rain at 2 o'clock, you know. It just, and then you do that. 52 times a year, and you think, well, this must be a certain day. Something must be important here. Then if you do that for 40 years, that makes it 2,080 times that you, have, you don't have your rain on a particular day. You think, that is instrumental. That is, something's important about that. When you think that, when you think that, any, amen? Come on, come on, that's right. I'll have another drink. Anyway, you know, nobody's ever been impressed with that. <laughs> I don't, every time I do it, I think, man, that is something, but nobody's impressed with it. <laughs> I'm going to give up one of these days on that manna deal. <sighs> anyway, I'm, I'm impressed with it. And I don't know how many days that you could look out your tent window, your door, or your front door, anytime else, look out and, and with absolute certainty say, this is Sunday. I know I can look because I have proof out here. You know, I have proof this is Sunday. This is different than the other days. But preachers of the world, and if any preachers of the world hear this, you know, I might be in trouble. And I'm, you know, and I sound kind of arrogant. I know I sound kind of cocky and, and all that. And uh, if, if 
if I really am, God will get me for it. He'll make sure, just like I uh, told Stephen LeBlanc last week, I said, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> some of you know Stephen LeBlanc. He's on radio here locally and some other places, and he preaches here in town about once a month. And, and for some of the things that he says, you know, and he's already said, and I didn't get to talk to him about it, but he already said, I've already gotten in trouble in California uh, for talking about homosexuality. And uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him when the people came up. But, you know, when we step on somebody's toes uh, and they hear about it, we're going to get in trouble. But I'm just angry. I'm a brawler. You know, I'm what you're not supposed to be. No, not really. I don't mean. I just, uh, I guess I want to challenge them if they want to see one of you guys know you're a Sabbath keeper and come up to you and say, would you believe, do you agree with that David Hope? You know, well, prove it to me. Prove to me what you said there, uh, Sean. Prove to me, you know, what, what your belief is. Okay. Page three. Uh, Malachi, third chapter. Malachi 3 and verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. Isaiah 44, verse 5 through 8. One shall say, I am the Lord's, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord, and surname himself by the name of Israel. Verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his, re <coughs> excuse me, and his <coughs> Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last, and beside me there is no God. Verse 7. Who, and who as I shall call and shall declare it, and set in order... For me, since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto them. Verse 8 of Isaiah 44. Fear you not, neither be afraid. Have not I told you from that time and have declared it? You are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. God don't know any God beside him. Back to uh, Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter. Deuteronomy 4 and verse 2. You shall not add unto the word which I command you. Neither shall diminish aught from it, that you may keep the commandments, preachers, of the Lord, the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you. <clears throat> Matthew 24th chapter, verse 3. <clears throat> Are you tired yet? Matthew 24, verse 3. 
and just breaking in part of the Olivet Prophecy. No, yeah. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. I think he'll probably deceive a lot of them except for those idiot Sabbath keepers. Hopefully that's what will happen. He won't deceive us idiot Sabbath keepers. Matthew 24, 11. And many false prophets shall arise and shall deceive many. So a lot of people are deceived already and will be deceived. Matthew 24, 24. For there shall rise arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders. Now if one of the preachers out here really does some powerful things out here, these Sunday keepers or anybody else, and he, and he right, and, and raises people up, they're crippled, he makes lightning come down, insomuch that if it were possible they shall deceive the very elect. What is the oh? What is the one thing that people would be uh, most likely to be deceived about? What do you think would be the the biggest thing the world would be deceived about? I think probably the Sabbath. They don't have a problem with any of the commandments of God when you get down to it. Now, like I thought here some time back, uh, back before 9/11, a lot of the preachers, a lot of the people in other churches. Uh, they say, I know, that, the Ten Commandments, that's old, old covenant stuff. Well, since 9-11, uh, it seemed like more and more people say, yeah, we ought to keep the Ten Commandments. But it's just that old Jewish Sabbath that, that's really a problem. You know, and that's not our doctrine only. You know, we're not just Sabbath keepers. And, that, and I, you know, I'm just preaching to the, the, congreg the choir if that's what I'm saying. You know, we're, uh, there's a lot more to our religion than the Sabbath. But this just happened to be a, a, an issue and... And I thought about, uh, you know, even talking about the Passover and Days of Eleven Bread and other things, but this just kind of uh, took over, and I'm hoping some of these uh, uh, Sabbath scoffers will hear. Uh, in ancient times, oh, in ancient times, God warned his people about false prophets also. Uh, Deuteronomy 13th chapter. Deuteronomy 13 and verse 1 through 4, looks like. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and gives you a sign or a wonder, and that sign or wonder come to pass, whereof he spoken to you, saying, Let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them. Let's keep Sunday now because I have the backing of God. Are we going to believe that? Are we going to go along with that? Will that be our stumbling point? Just because they perform a miracle and that confirms, you know, we know the, the apostles and a lot of the New Testament church confirm the gospel by miracles. 
But that's not the only thing now. Jesus tells us that, and God told us that back then. Verse 3. You shall not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God proves you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear Him and keep His commandments and walk and obey my voice or His voice and you shall serve Him and cleave unto Him. Deuteronomy 4 verse 2. Back a few pages. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish aught from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. And they would tell us, oh, I am so, we're, we're more righteous than them. The Lord was resurrected on Saturday mo- I mean Sunday morning, and uh, we're giving God the best of our life, you know. This was the other stuff. This was the Old Testament, and we're giving God the best. We're giving God the first day of the week. I've heard them say it. I've heard, and you probably have too, have even read in commentaries the very same thing. There are about eight chapters, I mean eight um, different places in the New Testament that talks about the first day of the week. And I gave this message several years ago and plan on redoing it someday. Eight places in the New Testament where it talks about the first day of the week. And all of them that they use to, or eight places that they use, all of them won't hold water. Even our children that have studied a little bit can disprove that and say, man, that's poppycock. That's a bunch of bull. You know, that, that won't hold water. Proverbs 30 and verse 4. This is a really big subject. I enjoy talking about it. I wish I had more time. <laughs> no, not today. Uh, but Proverbs 30 and verse 4. Who has ascended up, up into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if you can tell me? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. You add, okay, verse 6, add you not unto his words, lest he reprove you, and you be found a liar. And I can also go over in Revelation, which is a little bit out of context, you know, in Revelation the 20th, our 22nd chapter right at the end of it he tells them you know cursed is a person that adds to this book of the prophecy or takes away and all of that but uh, I, I wouldn't feel quite as, as honest if I used that in the same context because he's talking about that particular book I think in that so I'm going to even though it's a powerful scripture I'm just going to leave it out uh, but anyway in, in verse 6 add you not to his words lest you he repeat you and you be found a liar in my pre-conclusion, which I had it as a conclusion first, but I decided it's going to be my pre-conclusion. And I say this to the preachers of this world that claim that the Bible is their source 
for their behavior, for their Christian life. Shame on you, preachers. Shame on you for trying to change something that God has made holy. You know, I, I can overlook a lot of the congregation, but you take a pastor of a church, and, he's, and especially these big churches, these guys ought to have knowledge. And they are leading people down the wrong path. Now, and I know we're taking a big gamble. Any of us get up here and speak, our words are going to be held against us. Not that I think I'm so good, you know, that it's going to make a difference. But I, but I know that, you know, somebody's going to take advantage of, of what we're doing sometime and use it against us. But, so, but in conclusion, back to Ecclesiastes 7 verse 13. Consider the works of God, for who can make straight which God has made crooked?